What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Potter Podcast, where you will find knowledge, resources, and information on everything real estate related. We're happy to have you join us today. And without further ado, let's jump into our topic and discussion for today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Potter Podcast. Hope you're doing well. We are going to be talking about pocket listings and what you should know about them. And if you haven't heard of them, a little bit of information on what to know if you are a seller and why it may or may not benefit you to do a pocket listing moving forward. So let's check it out. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Potter Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. And uh, welcome to those who are following live and as we discuss this topic for today. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, we are going to be discussing um, pocket listings and what does that do for a buyer or seller moving forward? How does that benefit you and how does it do all those things? So um, let's get into it. First of all, let's break down kind of what a pocket listing is and uh You know, in honor of being October and uh, Halloween coming up, it's a sneaky way to sell your house. Yeah, I know. Sorry for the cliche and the uh, little term there, but it is a sneaky way to um, sell your house or to sell a property. Um, And here is why it's a sneaky way because. Um, For those of you that are out there, uh, especially during this time of COVID, um, if you are someone that doesn't want a lot of traffic moving through your house, but you still would like to maybe possibly try to see what you could get for your house and uh, sell your house if there's a potential buyer out there, um, this is a way to do it. And so why is it called a pocket listing? Well, when the time comes to sell a home, most people contact uh, the real estate agent They get the house placed on the market, and uh, when I say on the market, uh, it goes into the MLS, or the multiple listing service uh, is what the long term there is, and uh, basically it's a database that gives everybody options to see uh, your property on multiple different websites, uh, including Zillow, Realtor.com, Home.com, all these other places, right? Um, And so... Basically, when you put your home on the market and when you're using um, a realtor, most likely they're going to put it into the MLS and uh, that allows other buyers and clients, other agents and people like that to see that property and then to uh, basically acquire more information on that property, right? Um, So the complete opposite is what happens with a pocket listing. So with a pocket listing, um, or some call this a a secret listing, um, or something like that, but um, basically it's all the same. And here's how it works. Uh, The pocket listing basically does not go on to the MLS. um, And what happens is your agent will then uh, take your house and they will uh, market it, advertise it to um, sometimes the people in their firm or their brokerage. Um, and then the uh, they will go reach out to some of their buyers that they may have or on their team to see if there's someone that's interested in wanting to basically purchase uh, your house or write an offer on your house. Um, so that is typically what a pocket listing is, okay? So um, for a seller that's wanting to sell um, their property, uh, that's exactly what a pocket listing is or a private listing is. You're hiring an agent to then go work their database or their sphere of people um, or work the uh, network of people that are at their brokerage. So for me, example, um, we do some pocket listings and we've been pretty successful with them because we have a lot of agents in our office, okay? We have over a thousand agents in our brokerage at Berkshire Hathaway here in Omaha, Nebraska. 
And so uh, for us, when we do pocket listings, um, it's, I wouldn't say easy, but um, it, it's a lot more reasonable to uh, go sell that house or help out with that house uh, moving forward and doing a pocket listing on that because we have more options available, right? We have more people that we can reach out to in our network. Uh, for those of you that don't know, our office is one of the biggest offices in the nation in the Berkshire network. So uh, what helps with that is we're able to network within uh, that group, but also uh, network outside of that group, right? So like we can network outside of like our with our reload company and uh, people that may be thinking about coming to Omaha or whatever and doing a, a pocket listing there to get that information pushed out there that isn't necessarily available to the public, right? So um, I, I know what you guys are thinking. You guys are thinking if, if I'm a seller, why would I want to do that? Okay, so let's break down why you may want to do that, okay? Um, one, it may be to maintain privacy, okay? So first and foremost, some people just don't want the general public to know that they're selling, okay? They don't want to have pictures of the inside of their home all over the internet and those types of things, and, and that's fine. There's some sellers out there that say, hey, if you could sell our house privately uh, to maybe a buyer that you may have or someone on your team that you may have or someone within the network there, um, let's try that first before we have to go public for it. Um, a lot of reasons that that might fall under too is um, maybe that they are going to possibly accept a job and they just don't want um, certain people within their company knowing uh, that they're about to accept a job and they're going somewhere else. Um, there's a lot of different things that fall into that maintaining privacy. Obviously, with COVID-19, um, some people might be saying, well, uh, I want to maintain that privacy because I don't want uh, a lot of the public to know that our house is for sale because I don't want that much traffic going through our house, right? We're okay with a couples, uh, a few couples here and there, but thousands upon thousands of people. That's literally like not literally thousands of thousands upon people, but you get my point. A lot more traffic coming through if it were to go to the MLS, okay? Um, what's another reason? Another reason would be um, to possibly test the market, right? Like there's people out there that are thinking to themselves, well, let's test the market. Let's see if there's anybody interested that may want to uh, make an offer or at least uh, see what the traffic would be like and the interest would be like if we were to sell our house. Now, again, this is great um, for some people that, uh, especially right now in our market, if you have a swimming pool uh, and you uh, are in, and obviously we're continuing to go through this COVID thing, um, we've started to see a lot more people want to buy houses with swimming pools. In years past, uh, you know, it's kind of 50-50. Some people are like, I don't really care for a pool. Other people are like, I really want a pool. So they're looking for that. Now it's like, well, if you have a pool, uh, there's a good chance that it's possibly going to sell because uh, with COVID and all that stuff happening, as you know, people doing a lot less traveling and with a lot less traveling, they'd like to be on a lake or have a pool. Um, and so that's what we kind of saw here uh, with our market this past summer. And so um, that might be one thing where they're like, hey, listen, we've got a pool, you know, we're, we're on this couple acres here, you know, we're not really sure what we could get for it, but let's just throw it out there and test it and see if you can bring us a buyer. Um, sometimes that's the option there. So testing the market, right? Um, how about to spend less time on the MLS? So people start to wonder, well, what's wrong with the property 
um, if it's listed for a long period of time, right? So um, what's funny is as you look back and you start um, going through some of these things and what's happened with COVID and, um, you know, there's been a lot of houses that have sold quick, sold quickly. And then there's been some other houses that have kind of sat on the market for like a couple weeks, a month. And um, it's funny after, you know, like a week or two, if a house hasn't sold, the sellers are like, what's wrong with our property? Like, why haven't we got this thing sold? Why haven't, you know, all these different questions. Well, there's a lot of things that go into play with that. One is location. Two is your price. Three is condition. You know, like those are some of the things that might play into that a little bit. Um, but two, also like people are being, um, a little more picky now too, because there's some people that just aren't necessarily in a hurry. And so they're going to take their time going through and taking around and looking, especially with the low inventory. Uh, they don't want to basically, um, basically rush into, uh, one of those decisions now, you know, like, again, we are still starting to see that in certain price ranges where you don't have a whole lot of time to sleep on it or things like that. Um, but with deadlines and stuff now uh, that you see on a lot of listings, you know, some people list a house on Thursday and they're like, we're going to review offers on Sunday. Well, you're giving those buyers uh, some time to think about that property. And um, and then, you know, they're obviously looking at other properties while they're waiting, too. So um, this is another way where it's like, hey, well, here's a house that's not on the market. If you want to make an offer, make an offer on it and we'll, we could potentially get together on a deal without having to worry about the multiple offer situation or any of those things. Um, so again, less time on the MLS. Another uh, thing with that is, you know, as I was mentioning, uh, the longer you sit on MLS, a lot time, a lot more, the, the buyers start asking the question, well, what's wrong with the house? You know, it's been on the market for two weeks. It's been on the market for three weeks, a month. Um, and they start asking questions like that. Well, if you're doing a pocket listing, uh, you're not going to see any of that information, right? So you could do a pocket listing for three months, six months, nine months, a year, and nobody would ever know that the house is for sale except for those that you're advertising or marketing to or talking to or networking with. Does that make sense? Um, so there's no like time on the market, basically. Um, so that could be another benefit. Um, you know, it, it could uh, give them the push to uh, to sell. So some people don't want to list their homes but would consider selling if they could fetch a certain price. Okay, right? So um, here's the other option is like, you know, you've got some people that are like, well, we really love our house. We've already made the updates. We're starting to like it. But if you could get this for our house, uh, we may consider selling. And so that would be another reason to get a pocket listing um, is to basically say like, hey, here we go. Let's throw it up there. Let's reach out to some people. Let's network with some people. Let's see if anyone would be interested in getting you that price for your house. And then there's really no like force to um, have to sell it or whatever, things like that. But it at least allows you to have that option there and available. Um, what we like to do sometimes is maybe there's some people that are doing um, some updates to the house, right? And they're like, well, it's going to take a couple months for us to finish those updates. But if somebody's interested in wanting to see it, feel free to run them through, right? So that's another option there where you might say, well, okay, let's let's get a pocket listing for these next couple months. We'll put our feelers out there. We'll see if anyone's interested. We'll try to get somebody through. And we could potentially put together a deal before it essentially hits the market uh, two months later. Does that make sense? So basically, a lot of this um, kind of comes down to, one, less traffic, two, seeing what the interest is out there and if anyone's willing to pay uh, what you want for the house, okay? Let's talk about some downsides of doing some pocket listings, right? Because 
with some of those positives, there's obviously going to be some negatives. Um, and I've kind of hit on this uh, a little bit earlier, but uh, your property listed on the MLS has potential to be seen by millions of people. Okay. Which means odds are good for you that you're going to find a buyer uh, for your house. Now, if you're not on the MLS, obviously that means there's a lot less people that are going to see that property. So again, if you're going pocket listing, don't expect millions of people to show interest and to reach out to you and want to do a whole bunch of showings. That's not what's going to happen because it's not going to go into uh, the MLS, which is going to allow all the potential buyers to see that property. Okay. Again, it's, it's probably one of those things where this isn't one of the things that you're necessarily interested in because our job as realtors, right? If we're listing your property, my job and what I tell everybody that I'm, I'm listing their houses, I want to get as many eyes on your property and drive as much traffic to that property as I possibly can in the shortest amount of time. So obviously one of those tools and those things to use is the MLS because that's going to push your property out there. Um, I will say one thing you've probably heard me say this a lot of times too. Um, I would say another downfall of going a pocket listing, right? Is your first showing is online. Okay. I need you to understand that if you're a buyer, um, your, or I should say a seller. Okay. Your first showing is going to be online. So what I'm, what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is when your house gets listed, and the professional photos have been uploaded into the MLS, that is your first showing. There are going to be numerous people that look and click on that house, right? They're going to be clicking on it on social media. They're going to be looking at it on Zillow and Realtor and all these other platforms. But what they're going to be doing is clicking on it and scrolling through the photos. That is your first showing, okay? When you actually get a showing on your house where they show up with an agent and they walk through your house, that is a second showing. I know a lot of us like to think that like, oh, somebody goes through the house and then they call again and they want to go through for a second showing. That's actually a third showing because they've already seen your house online. They already contacted their realtor to want to walk through the house and now they're coming back a third time, right? Because they like what they see. Okay, so don't get that confused. Your first showing is always online. So this is where I would try to push for, if we're going to do a pocket listing, eventually we need to move to um, an MLS and a public showing, which would be, you know, going, uh, an active listing that goes into the MLS and shows up as new and active so that the public can see it. Okay. So there's gotta be a plan put into place. If you've got a realtor, or you've got somebody that's talking about listing their house and they don't have a plan or a time frame for any of those things to, whether that's the coming soon, the pocket listing, the actual listing going live to the public, like they need to have a plan in place so you understand and you have a time frame of what we're going to go by as we're moving through this. You know, I even said you could do a pocket listing for three months, six months, nine months, but have a deadline, right? You need to know what that deadline is. So once you reach it, if you get there, you can say, okay, what's plan B? What's next? What are we going to do now as we move forward? Okay. Okay. So limited exposure. That's, that's one thing that might be um, to think about that could be a downside. Another thing is the lack of walk-in traffic, right? I've already talked about that, but many people, again, I was just telling you, shop homes online, but it's also common for people to cruise neighborhoods, right? And they look for those for sale um, signs that are up, right? Neighbors might be looking for nearby friends or family members. So if you're listed in a pocket listing, right, and you don't want anybody to know, 
right? And sometimes that's okay. But understand that then like your neighbors, your coworkers, your family, your friends, a lot of those people don't know your house is for sale. So they can't start talking to other people who may be interested in wanting to uh, potentially uh, write up or view your home, okay? The other thing is, is a lower price. Okay, the reason why I say the lower price is there is potential um, that your home could go for a lower price if you go pocket listing as opposed to hitting the market. Why? Because in our market right now, and with multiple offers and with low inventory, there's a good chance if you're priced right that you could get multiple offers and you could get over the asking price. So one of the things there is with a pocket listing, you're not gonna know that because again, you're probably gonna get one buyer, maybe two buyers, that come in and they're gonna write up an offer if they like your property and they go through it, as opposed to having numerous couples, numerous people come through your house and create that multiple offer uh, situation there. So that's one thing that you need to be aware of as you're thinking about that um, and you're moving forward. So um, how often do we use this? You know, that that's a question that I get a lot of times too. Um, and I would say less than 10%. Less than 10% of the time, uh, we're doing a pocket listing and that's just us personally. That's our team um, because we believe that the faster that we can get the eyeballs on your house, the faster it's going to sell. Okay. That's not to say that we may not know someone. It has happened where, you know, I go to list a house and I say, Hey, I actually have a buyer. Our team has a buyer for this property. Do you mind if we get them in there prior to listing to see if maybe we don't even have to list this thing? That does happen, okay? But it, it's a very small percentage that uh, that actually happens, okay? Um, not saying it can't, not saying it won't, but I just like setting the real expectations up front. And that's what you're gonna get with a pocket listing. Again, you're putting your feelers out there. You're kind of saying, okay, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Let's see what the traffic is like. Let's see what the interest is like. And maybe we'll get someone to bite. And then uh, if it's possibly not then, then it's the game plan as far as, okay, we've tried it for a couple months. We don't have any bites. Let's go to the public now. We're ready. Let's get this thing listed and let's get this thing sold. So again, if it's something that you're thinking about, talk to your realtor about those options. Um, you might have heard a, another one that's a coming soon, which is another option that you could potentially do, which in my opinion is kind of the same thing. Um, it's a little bit different. We can get into those details later, but there are options out there as far as how to prep, how to prep your house prior to it going live to the public and still getting some eyeballs and some traffic on it. This is just one way of doing it. So again, a pocket listing is simply a listing that we as agents hold in our office or in our brokerage. And then we go and we advertise and we network within our brokerage or our network of people there outside or inside and outside of the public's eyes um, and try to sell that property without the public knowing. Okay, that's the best way to describe uh, that pocket listing and how we do that. So if you guys have any questions, let me know, comment. I will definitely respond back. Um, also, if you guys you know have any other topics or other things that you want me to discuss moving forward, definitely let me know. I'm more than happy to do that for you. I'm looking forward to it and uh, continuing on this podcast. I can't believe we're almost through one full season already. Um, but hopefully this helps you guys out. And if you guys have any other things, you know where to find me. 
looking forward to it you guys thanks for tuning in and listening and uh, again if you guys want to connect you know where to find me we'll talk to you soon as always you guys thank you so much for tuning in to the potter podcast to learn more about how you can connect with me check out my website potterpodcast.com and there you can connect with me on my social media platforms until next time stay hungry work hard dream big and always stay humble talk to you soon